just in time for summer, it's Better Buddies. Welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. And with me tonight, hoping to rack up his uh, episode count, is Calvin. Deja vu. I haven't been in this place before. I actually unironically enjoy that song. I know, right? I didn't realize it was a meme. I'd heard the song before that. It's just a fun song. It really is. and it's, It's upbeat. It gets you going. And it's catchy. Wonder what wonder what happened in the universe where we got that recording like going properly beforehand. Yeah, for the for those of you just tuning in, RJ did something in the first ten minutes of the podcast doesn't exist anymore. Like theoretically, it should have recorded the same spot it was supposed to, and it's just not there. So, in some other timeline, they had a full on recording session, and everything worked perfectly. But we're in the better timeline. Are we? Yeah, because this means we get a chance to rectify mistakes. Is this the timeline where the Infinity Stones weren't put back at the right spot and we branched off? I sure hope not, because that's based on one theory where uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy aren't the Guardians of the Galaxy due to the shifting of locations, events, and etc. Which means they don't stop Ego. So what does Ego do? Uh, Consumes a ton of the planets across the galaxy that he'd seeded with his flowers. So Um, the entire galaxy just becomes one giant mass sentient organism. Nice. nice. Yeah. Survival of the fittest. Uh, If only. I I think at that point it's just we are Ego. But um, the better buddy's icebreaker this evening... Uh, and maybe Calvin will have a different answer this time around. <laughs> uh, what is your, who's your favorite character to play as in Super Smash Brothers? Now I'm gonna, Calvin, I want you to write your answer down in an envelope, seal yeah. that envelope, and burn it, and I'm gonna guess what was written on the envelope, okay? Alright. Second. Alright. Okay. Got my envelope. Now. Alright. Dang it, I'm out of props. I, I usually have a lighter, <laughs> but I don't have my lighter. <laughs> that would have been perfect. Uh, yeah, okay, it's burned. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to guess... I'm seeing, I'm seeing a pair of overalls and a hat. A very distinctive color. It was Luigi. No, it's Snake. Oh, those are almost overalls. <laughs> No, no, my favorite. I I typically play Mario because I I've just never been into Smash, so it's like especially when we play Brawl, which was the, typically the only one I, we really played. I would play uh, Mario because I could understand his move set. I liked his cape; he could reflect things back into people's faces. Or even better, you could just face them, and if you hit them with it, they just spun around. So I would just like go up to someone and hit them with it, and then they would like attack and sometimes like attack off a ledge. I never knew that you could spin people with that cape. Yeah, it spins them around if you just hit the person with it. You have to be touching them, yeah. um, but it will spin the person around. 
Good lord. How long have we been playing that game? I don't know. Probably a decade at least. That game's really chaotic, though. You, it's so hard yeah. to follow every little thing that's going on. A lot of props to people who play in tournaments and stuff. That is a level of situational awareness that I just don't want to try and deal with. They usually play one, 1v1s, though, in tournaments, right? It's not like four-person battle. I think, I think it's so. typically 1v1. I think it's yeah. typically like 1v1s. So it's a little easier to Fair. follow. Yeah, my character was a... Uh... I, I, I usually would pick Pikachu because we were playing Brawl, but my heart always belonged to Pichu, which Pichu. wasn't a smart choice because uh, Pichu had the mechanic where every time you attacked, you damaged yourself. Wait, really? Yeah, because in the Pokemon uh, Pokédex, it says Pichu's power is too much for it to control, and if it zaps enemies, it commonly zaps itself. Nice. So they implemented that in the game where you take, like, a couple percentage points of damage every time you attack. But it didn't matter because you had the exact same moveset as Pikachu, so just get good. I tried when I played uh, Melee, I tried Dr. Mario. He's just not the same, even though he's literally this, the, like a, just a clone with a different skin. Eh, I don't know. He was just different. I prefer OG Mario. Well, to be I'd fair... usually put him in like I'd usually put him in like either the green or black overalls coveralls. Mm. So you wanted those Luigi colors without the Luigi? Uh... No, it was like it was like the olive. Oh, okay. I think the problem with Doctor Mario is he's a fake doctor. I don't think he actually has a uh, degree in MD. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he just he's just a pill pusher. <laughs> yeah, he's what's wrong with America. He's the reason the opioid crisis is here. <laughs> Bunch of kids played Dr. Mario when they were kids, and now they're all hooked they're up like, on drugs. are great. Good. Uh, so, buddies recommend. We recommend a piece of media. Some uh, well-known, some little-known for people to enjoy. Uh, I recommend Deja Vu. It's, by, it's from Initial D. I know that, yeah. which is an anime. Which uh, I only knew that in, like, two months after I heard the song. Uh, I think it's from... Oh, no, this is originally sung by Dave Rogers. So it's it seems like it's Dave Rogers. It's, f like, from specifically the anime, Initial D. I think I just realized I only ever listened to a remix version. Really? Yeah, I think so. Are you listening to, like, the original and it doesn't sound right? No, I just... I'm vaguely remembering the title that I would use when looking it up was... On Spotify, it was like this remix. It was like initial. Well, yeah, if it's a remix, if it's got a remix oh, yeah. of the title, it's a remix. <laughs> I guess this means I've never actually heard the real song. I'm I'm listening to it like uh, uh, on uh, YouTube right now, and it sounds exactly like the one I've always listened to. I oh I no, know. yeah, I guess uh, I guess maybe it was it wasn't a remix because the one I have off Spotify is Deja Vu Princes Initial D Princes by Suko G. Suko G is a remix. Oh, then yeah. I or, guess. Or it's a cover. It's not a, it's I a remix. I listen to a cover it's a, of it. Yeah. Yeah, you want the one by Dave Rogers. Okay. Been in this place before, higher. Uh, yeah, because Suko G is the guy that, one of the guys that pops up when you, you when you like, Oof. search it as well. Dave Rogers has a lot of deja vus. 
All right, I just listened to both of them. They sound very similar. Well, that's good. I think I'm just going to keep the one I've got then, because I know that one. Yeah, they're slightly different, but I think I'm safer for the original, but this guy's pretty much the, it's like... Super close. Because that was the one we would always put on at uh, uh, parties. I think the original's better. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to oh, yeah, the recommending, <laughs> recommending media. Uh... Do you want to recommend something else know. or? Uh... I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I actually have anything else. I haven't been like watching or. Oh, I have something I watch, but I won't. It's not going to be part of my recommend, so I'll talk about it after this. Okay. Yeah, I'll stick with Deja Vu. Like, unironically, it's a good, enjoyable song. Yeah, super catchy. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna recommend. Uh, see, I was gonna originally recommend the TV show Psych, because it was a super good show. I really enjoyed it when it was on Netflix. Uh, so not, oh yeah, it's not anymore. No, it's not on Netflix anymore. I'm gonna stick with that recommendation though. I'm gonna stick it's with on Psych. Amazon Prime. Uh, it's not gonna be on Prime for long, I don't expect. Why? Uh, the NBC streaming service Peacock is about oh, to get right, underway. Stupid Peacock. Yeah, they're taking Parks and Rec off Netflix too because of it. But uh, back to Psych. I really enjoyed Psych as a show. Like, I don't think that's a unpopular opinion. It was on for mm-hmm. like nine seasons or something. And it has two movies. Second movie coming out on Peacock. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the movies. I haven't seen the movie, but I it was one of those things like I wanted to and I just it didn't get to it. But I think the show did a really good job of ending on a perfect note that you don't need to see the movies. They're like extra if you want them. Because the show manages Mm. to find a really good balance between this is the end but the characters you know and love are still going to, like, go keep being the characters you know and love. Yeah. Which is really difficult for some shows to do at the end of, like, not just shutting down the characters' lives because the show's over. Mm-hmm. Not, But not killing them off, I mean, necessarily, but, like, they settle down or stop being interesting. Like, everything changes, yeah. Yeah. And one of the... It was also a really good show in terms of being comforting, in its repetitiveness. Uh, It didn't try too hard to go outside the box or push the boundaries it was in, but it worked within the box of its episodic setup. There's a mystery. Sean, the main character, forces his way out of the mystery with his fake psychic stuff. There's a problem. They call his dad for help. There's a hullabaloo. They solve the mystery. And it was the same every time but they would work within that boundary to do, like, we're going to do an Indiana Jones spoof. We're going to go to Comic-Con. We're going to do a ghost story now. And it was just really fun sandbox to play in. Mm-hmm. And I think it was also really good, cool of the um, for the actors on it. Like, they never... Only time things really, quote-unquote, shifted was the first episode to the second episode because the pilot had a detective on there that left after episode one and they brought in a new one and after season one the like tone of a couple of the characters shifted in a little ways to kind of like because they were just still feeling it out but you never felt Mm -hmm. like the the actors themselves were getting bored they always it always still felt like they wanted to be there which helps a lot especially when a show is running so long like a it's always sunny in philadelphia is about to hit its 15th season 
and break a record for live action comedy shows or sitcoms, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not someone who's watched It's Always Sunny, but that's impressive for a show that I think, I swear I heard something like a year ago or two years ago that some of the actors were about ready to be done with it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really watch the show. James watches it a lot. Yeah. I tried. I just couldn't get past the first like two episodes. One of the ones that James would put on, they were usually pretty funny, but it's, it's one of those shows where it's like, I typically enjoyed most of the episodes James puts on, but at the same time, it's like not a show I would just sit down and watch. I kind of feel the same way about like South Park. Mm. Pretty much every episode James put on was hilarious and really funny, but at the same time, I would just get so bored trying to just sit down and watch that show. And it's not one I would ever just choose to put on. Yeah. I don't know what, what that is. I think part of the problem, it's a catch 22 situation for me, at least where both South park and it's always sunny are shows where the main characters are horrendous people. And yeah, the, and it works for the show because the writer, but at least with It's Always Sunny, I remember reading an article where the writers basically said, okay, the problem with sitcoms is they the people learn their lessons but never change. So the audience gets bored. Like, you can't relearn the same lesson three times over and still be the same person. So instead mm-hmm. of making their characters get better, they made them get worse. Which keeps it fresh because they keep sinking to new lows instead of becoming better people. But at the same time, it's just, I don't want to actively do that. I, I much prefer active, positive change. Even, it's and it's funny, like, I, I've i seen the clip of uh, the Dayman play clip. Yeah. Which is memetic and is in and of itself a good clip with some really clever songs. But at the same time, it's, I'm, like you said... I'm just not going to sit down and watch through it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I enjoyed the jokes and stuff, just not enough to make me choose to watch it. I, if I'm gonna, if I have time to watch a show or if I have free time and I want to watch something, I just, I, it just none of those shows are really ones I would choose to watch. Most like sitcoms aren't, they're not really my kind of show. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm in a weird, I don't like all sitcoms. Like, I don't enjoy Modern Family. Uh, oh, I don't, I do not like Modern Family yeah. at all. I didn't enjoy Big but, Bang Theory, really. I enjoyed parts of Big Bang Theory. It, it had a lot of problems, and I enjoyed some of the early season stuff. Um, But at the end of the day, a lot of the jokes were like, ha, nerds, they're quirky. Um... So that's kind of like, and stuff. You can only do that so much. Um, I thought there were some good episodes and some good jokes and a lot of it, but like, yeah, yeah, I still probably wouldn't choose to like, that's not like one of my choices of shows to watch really. Yeah. And I, no offense to them. I mean, people do enjoy them. There's something there for other people. It's just not for, but like, I really enjoyed community the first time through. And I still think it was a really good show, but I went back to watch through it again, 
and I got through the first three seasons just fine, and I hit season four, and I'd been warned by James, like, hey, season four is where, like, Dan Harmon left and is known as, like, the worst season. And I was like, it's only 13 episodes. Let's just, I'll try watching through it again and see how many episodes I skipped. Because I just didn't want to watch that. Like, I something in me said, don't watch it again. I think I watched yeah. one episode out of 13. And I just decided, oh, maybe, uh, maybe I'm just done watching for now. Didn't I didn't watch season five or six again. Oh, uh, speaking of shows and stuff, what I was going to talk about, um, oh, yeah. I, I just watched, um, all of the Crisis on Infinite Earth special yeah. stuff for the CW show because they put out, they just put out, um, the, the season of Flash on Netflix and then they just added Supergirl as well. Um, the only one Arrow's been out for a while, is, uh... but the Arrow, they don't have the Legends one yet, I don't think, and That's they don't coming. have... And that's coming, but they don't have Batwoman at all. It's not coming. Yeah. Um, but right now, you can do uh, CW is streaming it with commercials Ooh. for free because um, it's recent enough. So I was able to watch it there because the part one is on uh, Supergirl or no. Uh, part one is Supergirl. Part two is Batwoman. Yeah, yeah it goes Supergirl. Flash. It goes Supergirl, Batwoman, Flash arrow legends yeah so they've had arrow on there since like december but that's like part four mm -hmm. so it's been annoying so i finally watched the supergirl and all the other i started once they added supergirl i added i i watched through them all um and i i enjoyed it i mean it was very cw um so if you like the cw shows then you'll like it if you don't then you don't um I didn't understand a lot of the deeper stuff because I'm just not a comics guy. Uh, but I, I kind of enjoy, I, I, I like the crossover. I thought it was interesting. I could follow for the most part. I think it was seen. I'm going to have to go watch the uh, Batwoman episode now because I, the only part that I missed out on that I really wanted to see was Kevin Conroy as Batman. Yes. Um, like, do you care if I say anything? about No, it? go ahead. I know All right, so Batman spoilers was. if you haven't, if people haven't seen uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earth stuff, but he's, um, his like back was broken and he's got like a um, exoskeleton thing that lets him walk. Yeah. So he's like all old and decrepit and he like, he went on like a rampage and was like murdering all of his villains. Oh, really? Yeah, so he straight up like killed the Joker and the Riddler because you like see his like trophies of them, and it's like a Joker card with like blood all over it. The Riddler's staff is like snapped in half, Dang. Um, and he has like this whole discussion with Batwoman about how like you have this line that you won't cross until you cross it once, and then you realize that each successive time is just that much easier. Uh, and he and he killed Superman. Ooh, so it, that's a, uh, that's actually a different version than the one that it's based on, um, because that uh, style design for like the suit that he's wearing mm -hmm. is based on the Kingdom Come miniseries set in the set in a future where superheroes became like more violent in general. So the old guard walked away, and the old Batman in that one is wearing that same like harness because he's old, 
but instead is patrolling Gotham with a city of bat robots. And, but he doesn't, he's not killing people. And Superman just left voluntarily. Yeah, no, in this one, he, like, he's just not patrolling anything. He's just old and decrepit and retired and crotchety. And he just murdered all of his other villains and stuff. And, um, yeah, he, and then, yeah, so then uh, he tries to, like, attack Batwoman or Supergirl because she's a Kryptonian and she and he's just like I hate Kryptonians so he I think they kill him yeah. um like she Batwoman like kicks him in the side and he falls backwards and that's enough to like kill him I guess uh oh dang so I would argue technically she just killed someone uh yeah. because she literally just kicked him in the side and he falls down and dies so I would say she killed him do they say uh, he's dead or do they just leave him lying on the floor they say he's dead. Oh, um, yeah, right? How is that not killing someone? Yeah, that's uh, killing someone. Yeah, but they treat it like she didn't kill someone. Um, I don't know. But other than, like, everything else, I thought it was, like, interesting and stuff. They, like, took out... They, they got rid of all, um, Arrow and ended all that. Yeah. Um, they set it up for some... Other series that they're going to be doing with Stargirl, I think Star or something. Yeah, Stargirl is seed uh, is on the like Warner uh, streaming platform. Oh, is that where it's going to be? Yeah. I thought it was going to be on CW. I think maybe it's on CW, but I thought it was just. I, I'm pretty platform. sure it's on CW. I I don't know if it's not going to be on TV, but I thought it was. Yeah, maybe it's on CW. I really liked that uh, they gave Brandon Roth Superman another chance at the spotlight they gave what uh the superman with the dark s symbol with the black background the guy who's also the atom oh yeah yeah because yeah. he was superman in the superman movie before man of steel oh he was yeah and so it was really a nice, kind of like nice nod to be yeah like, he was in too. superman returns right mm-hmm. yeah i forgot about that um, yeah, because he's one of the Supermen that then Lex <laughs> Luthor. I got so annoyed by Lex Luthor. I was just done. I was just done with Lex Luthor. Like halfway through the his him the, the episode where he shows up. Like yeah. I was just like, okay, we get it. He's like this bad guy and he's screwing everything. Blah blah blah. It's just like I I I'm just done. I'm just done. See, and I think that as I don't have tons of like firsthand knowledge about lex luther in terms of like oh reading tons of superman comic books but as i understand lex yeah he's arrogant and he thinks he's better than everyone else but he's also very pragmatic in terms of like he'd save his own skin by writing his name in the book but then he would willingly work with everybody else because he has no other choice yeah and it kind of seemed like he was working with everyone because he had no other choice but at the same time they were definitely playing it off like he wasn't going to work with everyone. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So it was like, I, I don't know, I guess just so that you didn't forget he was a bad guy, but I don't know. I just, and like, Lex, I wasn't a huge fan of how they handled it. Lex would be smart enough to know like, Oh, we time traveled here to this point where like, they're about to do the grabby thing and create the anti-monitor. And because of time travel, I'm not going to be able to actually like fix, like take over from this point. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, the part I did love, though, was the, uh, Lucifer cameo. Yes, that came out so of nowhere. So good. 
I always liked Constantine. I I wish this show had actually managed to take off. I think it doesn't help that the CW didn't have it. It yeah. was on what, like Fox, I think. Yep. Um, so it was they tried to make it darker and it was like a whole thing, and it just didn't pan out. Um, which I'm really sad because I really love that actor. Um, I love his voice is freaking great. I loved him in because he's in uh, he's Kenway in Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and oh, cool. I thought he was great in that. And then I thought he plays a really good Constantine. Um, in the darker version, I did like it, but uh, even in like the stuff when he's like with the legends, because like legends, like season four, he's it's like basically all Constantine. throughout that. Yeah, he's like all throughout that, and I loved it. I I, I think it's great. I like his character. Um, I love the idea that he, his character ages in real time. So yeah. he's like, since they've been writing the comic, like his character has aged that many years. So he's, his character right now is like 80 something. And I think it's, I remember reading on Wikipedia a few months, like either a few months ago or a year ago or something that uh, the 80 year old Constantine is in the comic books and a younger version is in the comics. Mm-hmm. Because they rebooted, but they kept, like, the writers decided, we still like the old one who, like, ages normally, so we're gonna just stick him back in, and that he's pulling shenanigans. Yeah, like, they did, like, listen, we have to pull a comic book reboot thing, like, because otherwise it's just it's just not gonna work with an 80-year-old main protagonist. So it's like, you gotta reboot him. But, the, it's like, yeah, keeping him around is like, yeah, that that's just, like... It's a fun idea. Sense. Yeah. I also really, uh... The, with, uh, oh, that's what I was gonna say, uh, the, cause he also does the voice acting for the animated versions, um, I think, he was oh, in the he? Justice League Dark movie that just came out on some, um, uh, would it be HBO Max? Yes, HBO Max Apocalypse War. Yeah, HBO Max came out, like, today. Um, but just Which, going- that's where all the Ghibli films ended up. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's annoying. Everywhere in the world, minus the U.S., Canada, and Japan, the Ghibli films are streaming on Netflix. In the Man, U.S. and Canada, they're on HBO Max. That's some bullshit. Yeah, so if you want to watch them on Netflix, you have to use, like, a VPN, uh, which isn't hard. Uh, and honestly, it's kind of worth it, because Netflix in other countries has some awesome stuff. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's probably why Netflix is going to come out near the top of the streaming wars is because of their international market. Well, they're also they're trying to move away from getting the rights to stuff. They want to be able to one day like provide all of their own content. Yeah. Because then they're in charge of it all. They don't have to keep paying for the right to stream it all and stuff. But I just don't know that they'll ever be able to reach that. Um, I don't think it'll be self-sustaining. I hate, yeah, I I just hate the current streaming war stuff because it's turning into like how cable was. This is like if you look at piracy, it dropped when Netflix started streaming, and like it was Netflix and Hulu, and that was like it. And piracy dropped because it was just so much easier to just watch it on Netflix to just stream it and pay that little bit 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 and. but now piracy is skyrocketing again because you and if you wanted to see everything, you'd have to like pay for like eight different streaming services. And assuming that's fifteen dollars a month per streaming service, 
for eight services. That's going to be $120 a month times 12. That's $1,440. And that's nuts. And you don't even have enough time to watch everything on all the services. It's just for if you have, like, specific shows you want to watch. Yeah. That's why, crazy. That's why I'm so mad about Peacock. Nobody asked for it. Nobody demanded it. Nobody wanted it. NBC's not big enough to make it worth it. And they're yeah. doing it anyway. It's just a waste. Shall we help some people? Uh, sure. What is this segment? So this segment is How to Be a Better Buddy. It's where we give a mix of comedic and semi-real advice to situations that I pull from the internet. Uh, disclaimer. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. okay. I just didn't know what your name... I just didn't know what the name of the segment was. Yeah, how to be a better buddy, and small disclaimer, like when you ask your friends for advice, it's not their fault if it's bad advice. Same rule applies here. Uh, again, this week, pulled from Yahoo Answers, just because that was what I had time to pull from. But I think these are a, a little bit more lighthearted in general uh, this week. So, the first question is... And this is, I mean, I think this is going to be a pretty uh, thorough question. At what age is it considered too late to have fun? Uh, the age, your age plus one day when you, when you die. So you're still allowed to have fun for 24 hours after you die? No, the, this is when you die, you're dead. Well, but you said that was the age where it's too late to have fun. <laughs> Which means if you've got the extra day, you can be a zombie and have some fun. Fine, you can have you can have fun one day after you die, but that's it. That's the cutoff. That's the cutoff? I was going to go with a 13 years old. You can't have fun after 13? Nope. It's legally mandated. You have to be uh, angsty for your teen years. No fun. But then Angst isn't what, fun. what happens once you leave your teen years? Oh, when you you're 20, you're an adult. Fun? You're not allowed to rediscover oh, fun. Adults you have bills. Have fun. Unless you find Bill's fun, but no, adults aren't allowed to have fun. They're just allowed to uh, sip wine and eat cheese and complain about taxes. I mean, that's what you would do on a Saturday night, right? What, just sit there and do my taxes? And sip wine and eat cheese. Uh, not right now, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm still doing paleo. Oh, nice. How's that going for you? Uh, It's been going good so far. I've been on it for, I think this is my... Fourth week. I started the yeah. I started the fourth. Nice. So one, two, three. So next week it'll be four weeks total. Keep it up, man. I I think I'm I, next weekend. I'm either go. I'm gonna like assess and see if I want to slowly start adding things back in, or what I want to do. I might put in another week, but after that I'll probably start adding things back in because it was just to kind of help improve my diet a little bit, which I don't, I think it helped a little bit, mm -hmm. but uh, I still think I have a ways to go on other stuff. I've definitely, I don't know. I'm eating a little bit better. That's definitely really, lost weight, which is nice. Yeah. See, and that's really the goal. So, but I've also been kind of doing intermittent fasting with it. And that also helped mm. me eat, lose weight. The big thing I've been trying to do is cut back on the amount of snacking I do because typically I'll just like eat all day constantly and that's like the main oh. makes you gain weight. 
So that's when you can uh, start having fun again is four weeks after your paleo diet or after four weeks of your paleo diet, you can reintroduce fun. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, the second question we have is, and this is pulled word for word from Yahoo Answers. Who will like to give me advice on buying clothes? I am 30 male. No, sorry, I, I misspoke on the, on the last half of the question. Uh, I am 30 male. Hmm? It's got a period and then a question mark. So I don't know if it was intended to be a statement or a question, but I think it should be treated as both and neither. Uh, not me. This is this is the advice and I think I'll give yes. on uh, buying clothes. So the first step is to figure out where clothes are. Um, this can be done one of two aisle. ways. Uh, the internet has Why lots of clothing. Are you shopping for clothes in the soup store. <laughs> don't go to the soup store. Soup store is a bad place to shop for clothes. <laughs> Uh, the clothes store is usually a good place. If if the store says the clothes store, it's probably a trap and a front for drug running. Don't go there. Uh, otherwise, anything that says like closet, kids corner, uh, thrift store. Thrift stores are great for clothes shopping, actually. You can find lots of stuff for cheap and it never fits. But the clothing never fits when you first buy it anyways, so you're already good there. Uh, the other piece of advice on buying clothes is... Typically, they tell you the more expensive, the better. That's actually not true. Because I could buy four very expensive t-shirts at $30 a pop. Or I could buy four $4 t-shirts. And in the end, I'll destroy them both equally fast. Fair. What about you? Do you have any uh, clothes buying advice? Uh, I just buy... What clothes should be purchased versus like stolen? Also, I just hold on to my clothes until they're like threadbare. I actually got Just rid of a I'm ton lazy. of clothes to this last week. I need to get rid of a bunch of stuff and get some new stuff. I cleaned out, so one of my dressers has like two drawers and like a half closet above it. I cleaned out the half closet which was great so I could put some more non-clothing stuff there. But then I went to put my laundry away after doing laundry and my other dresser which was just like a series of shelves the other the dresser with the series of shelves had been breaking for a while now, and it finally decided it was done, because I went to open one drawer and half the front came off, and in trying nice. to get it back on and in, the board that was supporting the drawer above it just broke completely, and those drawers started to fall, so I took the clothing out of one of them, which was just literally stuffed full of sweatshirts and that I wasn't wearing, and donated those to my brother. The other one, I emptied a different drawer that was a bunch of clothes I wasn't wearing and donated those to my brother. Stuffed that with the t-shirts from one of the f breaking drawers. And now I have two empty drawers sitting on top of each other, with the third drawer having my socks in them. But there's enough of a gap where I don't need to pull the drawer out anymore, I can just reach in and grab stuff. Nice. Yeah. It's falling apart, but I figure uh, it's still technically holding stuff up, so it doesn't need to get thrown out yet. Yeah. So yeah, uh, to buy clothes, have money, purchase clothing. Walmart is acceptable. Our third question, and uh, last one for this week. Uh, this one's got a little bit more detail to it. Uh, but the question itself is, what's the most casual surgery to have? Uh, and the oh, you just I casually go get some surgery. Exactly. Uh, the further details are, okay, I get this is a weird question, but let's say your friend was having a surgery they had to stay overnight or two nights in the hospital for. 
What's the least worrying surgery? I mean, if you're staying a night or two nights for a surgery, that's not a casual surgery. I mean, maybe it's a maybe it's a formal surgery. You have to show up in a tie. I mean, like yeah. most no, just like non-invasive is... kind of just less worrisome surgeries. You're in and out. You're just outpatient. And uh, if you're staying there for two days, that was probably a pretty intense surgery. Yeah, and there's no way you're in surgery for that long if you're there for two nights. That's going to be at least, like, heart surgery or something. I mean, when they had to, like, fix my elbow when I shattered my elbow, and they had to, like, like, put it back together and put three-inch pins in my arm, I was in and out in the same day. Yeah. And I, when I broke my arm, I had to get two pins put in, which is not nearly as severe as your shattered elbow. But I think I was in and out within, like, two hours at most. Yeah, I don't know how long I was there for my elbow. I know I got there in the morning, and I think I left in the afternoon. It was probably just, like, the day. Yeah. But I would say, like, the simplest surgery, would you count, like, when the podiatrist or the foot person or whatever does, like, the toenail thing? Because they're technically, like, digging into you. Does that count as surgery? uh, I would say it technically yes or do you have to go out do they have to put you under is that like this surgery what is like the best like the most casual like they had to anesthetize you surgery i would say anesthetize is best for this question even though the ingrown toenail is technically surgery i've gone through like four of those or three of those yeah and it's a pain but it's not nearly the same thing I would say like maybe wisdom teeth then. Oh, that's a that's a really good one. I mean, they don't like... always knock you out for that, but when I had my wisdom tooth out cuz I only had like one cuz yeah. I only had one and I think it was it wasn't even like fully developed into a tooth. It was like basically a lump of calcium in my jaw that they just removed. Um they knocked me out for that. It's probably for the best though, aren't you? Don't you need like horse tranquilizers to not feel anything? uh for like if they don't knock you out yeah well they can do that like twilight stuff where it's like you just cease making memories and like that's like the stuff they give you when you're getting like a colonoscopy so it's not like they they don't knock you out but your ability to like make and rate retain memories and like feelings just doesn't exist anymore so you don't really feel the pain and you don't remember the pain but you don't act you're not actually out you're still conscious just not like all there (laughs) that's man that's gotta be weird i just meant more you because i know you're like immune to pain suppressants well that's what i like used to say because like my mom told me the story of like i was supposed to get some sort of like x-ray or cat scan or just some sort of medical thing for just some like benign child like checkup thing um and i was terrified of the machine and they gave me some they gave me a little bit of a sedative to calm me down didn't work so they gave me some more didn't work they gave me more didn't work they gave and then they were like yeah we can't actually give them any more it's not safe um and like ibuprofen and stuff used to never really work on me still kind of doesn't um it helps a little bit but it's not the best so i would typically just be like oh yeah pain medication doesn't work on me but like when i had my wisdom teeth taken out the 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 
the lady was like, wow, we can tell he doesn't do drugs because we just like put it in and he was out instantly. And I was like, wow, okay. Thanks, um, I guess. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I, when I had my surgery or my elbow work done, I just remember a bright light and a mask and then I woke up. So. Yeah. Well, mine was, yours was longer than mine. I, mine was summer before senior year of high school and they wheeled me in. They'd started giving me drugs a little bit beforehand, I think. And they held a mask up to my face and said, okay, count to 10. I went one, two, and I woke up in the waiting room. Yeah, I see how it goes. I then proceeded to feel the most important thing in the world at that moment after immediately waking up. I absolutely needed to tell the nurse, who was sitting there waiting for me to wake up, that the round plastic plate in the ceiling tile was the belly button of the ceiling. Nice. And so I did tell her this. And she went, oh, okay. How are you feeling? <laughs> yeah, we broke fine. this one. <laughs> this is belly button of the ceiling. That was the other thing. Really annoying thing too was like, they kept, they were all worried I was going to be uh, nauseous after the coming out of it. And I wasn't. And so the, I was like, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten since midnight of the, or like 12 hours before I had to show up or whatever it is. Give me food. And they said, okay, we're going to start you with water. It's like, mm, that's not food. <laughs> that's not food. So I downed the water in an instant. And they're like, okay, maybe we'll give you some juice. Downed that in an instant. Okay, can I have food now? Well, you're not an overnight, so we can't let you see the menu. But we can give you some jello. There you go. So I had some jello and then went to Pizza Hut. Yeah. The other, Oh, that's... Back to the question, though, of uh, being casual, the most casual surgery. The surgery that I think would be the most casual to have if you wound up having to stay overnight because you were just, like, late on the docket or something would be uh, either a bone surgery like we had or an appendix. I think that's yeah pretty casual. And the best way to show up for a casual surgery would be in a casual outfit. Not too casual. You don't want to come off as, like, trashy but like jeans and a t-shirt or maybe a polo so that you could say hey i i can have a good time and there we go i think that was some pretty good advice we gave yeah we help some people and uh, it's it's ways to operate on being a better person being a better buddy and being more aware in the world there we go yeah oh changing topics Please uh do. the uh spacex launch was supposed to be today but it got delayed and I'm really happy about that because I had an interview today and it was like a two hour long interview. And in the middle of the interview was when the SpaceX launch was scheduled to be. Um, so I was really bummed that I was going to miss it, but they delayed for weather until Saturday and I'm super pumped because I'm going to be able to watch it live now. Nice. That's awesome. Wasn't that, Did you that hear the, about uh, um, it's the first American manned space mission isn't it since yep it's the first man it's the first mission um it's the first time americans will be launched into space from american soil since they decommissioned the shuttle program they're going to spacex is launching their crew dragon shuttle and it's got two astronauts in it and uh it's gonna be awesome they look their suits are 
kind of weird looking if you google like the spacex spacesuits they're very kind of futuristic and uh I I I I was reading an article about what it's they're piloting and um inside the the capsule there's uh there's no controls. Really? It's it's all touch screen. There's no buttons or levers or controllers or anything. It's huh. everything they do to fly it is based on there's like three touch screen monitor that they uh that they use and they interact with and they had to like make sure that their suit gloves could interact with a touchscreen. That just seems like very futuristic to me, like super sci-fi of like dealing with a panel instead of like actual levers, like, like just like buttons and joysticks and stuff. See, and that's despite whatever faults Elon Musk and his various companies may have, I have to give them a lot of credit on their aesthetics because I just looked up the spacesuits and they look dope. They look like spacesuits, like future Yeah, they do, suits. right? They're very futuristic. They look like how we wanted spacesuits to look. I don't know if they're actually rated for, like, being in space, but, you know. I think they're rated for, um... I think they're rated for if, like, they lost pressure, but not, like... They're not rated for, like, an EVA. Yeah. They're not rated for them to like go out, but were there to be some sort of accident and the pre- the cap and the 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 cabin lost pressure, the cabin lost pressure it turns into like a vacuum and there's no oxygen, they'd be fine. Yeah. Um. But they're not going to be walking around. But outside. they're not rated to just be like out and about in space. That's not just what you use. Um. Which makes sense. Yeah. This still looks so cool though. Yeah. I am so I'm. Those. Yeah, Saturday at I think three like twenty three Eastern, so it's like two thirty our time, and it's gonna be awesome. I'm super pumped. I'm. It's. I really hope things go well and like they keep going that direction. Because I remember I was listening to an interview with an astronaut about how, um, like he was just talking about how he had to launch up from Russia and such thing. Like, and it's not so much about like launching from Russia, but it was still just that idea of like, Hey, space is a man. I just wound up realizing the point I was going to make is not where I started from. Uh, so launching from Russia is great and all. And it's great that he was talking about like how space travel has been really a global effort. Like if you're in the space community, you don't really care as much about the political lines because it's more about like, Hey, we're all working towards the same goal of space. So we're willing to work together and help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still cool to like bring back the space missions to America. No offense to Russia, but we were, we were the big name for a while and we, we should at least like step back into yeah, I know Russia was upset because they didn't want to lose all of the money they were going to get from the U.S. from paying them to launch people into space. Yeah. Well, it was a it's a crazy thing, too, because like the as, as I understand it, the International Space Station has a Russian section and an American section. And the guy I was listening to the interview, he said something about how like 
there was a while where they had to get some repairs done on the American side, so they just crowded into the Russian side and were like, hey, we're going to hang out here for a little bit. Hope that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, on the International Space Station, they all, like, obviously are just working together, because, like, how could they not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a really bad time and place to decide to get petty. He also talked about how, like, their resupply missions failed, like, two times in a row. And so they made it, but, like, they were really counting on that third one to succeed because they were running out of food. Yeah. Apparently cameras are a big thing, too, with space, the space programs of, like, the International Space Station has every camera you could ever possibly need with every possible way to get those pictures back home. So don't yeah. bring a camera. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, because, like, they want to be able to make sure that the astronauts are able to observe anything that they see, whether it's, like, some sort of phenomena down on Earth or just, like, inside when they're doing their other experiments and all sorts of stuff. It's good publicity. and you know. Yeah. Apparently people still try and bring cameras and... Oh, like, I'm sure. Guys, just don't. Not worth it. Do you think we'll see space tourism in our lives? I hope so. I really, really hope so. But I don't know. We might. I mean, we have, what, 60-ish years to go on average? Yeah, but I, I want it to happen while I'm still able to, like, do things. And I'm not just, like, an old man. Yeah, there's gotta be. See, now I'm remembering a joke from Parks and Recreation where one side character says he's paying like $5,000 to go up in a rocket f with some Russians. And I don't know if that joke has any basis. In what do you mean? That like, you can, that space tourism is actually technically a thing. You just kind of go up in a rocket and come back down, but it's not American uh, space tourism. They've cut, they cut, some companies have tried that where they like technically get the, to the edge of space with like these like, space plane stuff but it's not like real space and it's like yeah you get to experience a tiny bit of weightlessness and all this stuff um but it's not like you're actually going to space technically the first bit of space tourism has happened um this one guy paid i think it was spacex he paid them like million or some ridiculous amount of money to take him uh on their first trip around the moon when they're like gonna go like orbit the moon or something like that huh i mean if you can afford to do that and they're willing to let you do it go ahead i guess i'd wait till the second trip though yeah i don't know if i don't know it might not be like the first trip but it's like one of the trips later they're gonna like orbit the moon or something he's already got a spot but it's like i don't want to orbit the moon i want to land on i want a moon base moon base why have we not moon based yet i know it's so much closer than mars we'd be able to trial run everything um it'd be a staging point so that we could launch to mars that's what we got to do we gotta we gotta get to the moon you know that actually would be that'd be a great staging point to launch from to mars because you don't have to fight to get out of earth gra earth's or uh, gra atmosphere that's the word i want earth's atmosphere yeah the atmosphere you still have to fight the gravity a little bit but you're right you don't have to like power through the atmosphere and stuff the other thing that would be really good is that a uh, space elevator mm. space elevators are actually feasible and would actually be really cool actually i saw this i saw this uh like video or article or whatever it wasn't so much a space elevator as if you could get this like 
basically it's like a floating like cable or uh-huh. something like that. And I forget exactly how it works, but based off of like the Earth's rotation and gravity and all this stuff, you're able to basically use it to like slingshot things into orbit for like fraction of the cost to be able to let than it would take to like otherwise get things out to orbit. Man, I'm all for freedom and democracy and uh, not being a science dictatorship. But also, like, I want a, I want an orbit slingshot. I want an elevator yeah. to the moon. We need the UNSC. That's what we need. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, sure, the UNSC was the military branch of a rather, as I understood it, cruel governmental body. But also, like, they got stuff done. Yeah, at least they seemed like it. That's the other thing, too. Like, why are we not expanding the space station? Let's make it big. Uh, I mean, there's a limit. There's a limit to kind of to how big we can make it in the orbit that it's in. Can we not use it as a staging point to build a ring around the planet? Uh, I don't know enough science. I don't know. Maybe. I think that'd be cool. See, that that's what Asgardia should have been. <laughs> should have. Yeah. We'll see if they make it. We'll see. Kind of hope so. Kind of don't. Do you want to do shouting into the void or nah? I mean, you can. Okay, that's but... fair. <laughs> let's uh, let's do Bill Nye. I think he's a good choice after all this science talk. Yeah, there we go. Ask him when space elevators are... Nope, that's not the... Again, that's... Turned it into two, not yo. Bill. Yo, at Bill Nye. A space elevator. Space elevator to the moon? No, just space elevator. It wouldn't, it wouldn't like, attach to the moon. Ah. It would just be a way to help assist things into orbit. Which you could then launch from, and it would be easier, because once again, you're not fighting. So, that is a tweet of Bill Nye asking uh, when we might see a space elevator. With that, I think it's just about time to wrap up. So, uh, Calvin? Yeah? Thank you for joining me tonight. Yep. Despite the uh, deja vu. Joining you twice. Yeah. I hope that other timeline does well. But, um, so thank you. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for allowing us to use their song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. They also have a Facebook page, so you can show their support on social media. You can support us on social media. We're on Facebook, Better Buddies Podcast. We are on Twitter, at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies to tweet about the show. We also have an email, betterbuddiescast at gmail.com. If you send in your... Uh, situation where you need advice on how to be a better buddy, we would be more than happy to give you some advice and some goofs about it. Uh, but we'll be kind. You can also send us your fan mail, hate mail, fan art, uh, or I guess coupons. If you want to send us some coupons, we could use the coupons. You can find our episodes on iTunes and Spotify and whatever, wherever you find good podcasts and bad podcasts and mediocre podcasts. Make sure you leave reviews and ratings to help support the show. Make sure you share the show with a friend. And last but not least, be a better buddy. (sighs) Man, I I would love to just know. I don't even want the file anymore. I want to know where it went. Yeah. Because it exists. I recorded it. It's somewhere. But I don't know where.